Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime and Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Indeed and Bet Online. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I'm joined by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Rotoviz. It is Christmas Eve. It is a holiday edition here off the podcast. So, Sean, I'll kick things off uh, by saying uh, happy holidays to you. I uh, hope you have an enjoyable and, and healthy holiday season. And um, it's a bit different than than normal at this time of year, but uh, hopefully, it's enjoyable all the same. Well, thank you, Colm, and to you as well. And we want to wish all of our listeners a Merry Christmas. Hopefully one of the things that you will get in your stocking is that 2020 fantasy title as games play out over a variety of days. The next, uh, this weekend, this holiday weekend, it should be an absolute blast for football lovers. You're going to have a chance to peruse games on a variety of days here. And Owners go into this last weekend with a lot of different situations, and one of the things that we're trying to do is look at our opponent's roster, figure out what their chances are to put up those big games. It's fun to pull up the fantasy streamer and see just how good or bad the matchups are for your team and your opponent's team. If you are in a big prize pool tournament, then you're trying to figure out which players that you have going could potentially give you this edge on the rest of the pool. And Colin, we're very, very lucky, blessed this season to actually have a shot at some big money here. Now, we're not so close that it isn't going to take a Christmas miracle, but it is within (laughs) the realm of possibility you and I, with our friends Patrick Corain and Peter Overset, are sitting in 43rd place in the FPC tournament. We're going to talk about that team and what we need. Uh, Blair Andrews and I are in 30th in the FFPC main event. Curtis Patrick and I are in 37th and 117th. And even though the team in 117th is going to need a, probably a 250-260 point game to get the job done, we do have Logan Thomas, who looks like he might get you know something like 30 targets next week. Uh, although, <laughs> unfortunately, there's no end of sort of bad news coming out of Washington to balance out any positive things there. But as we look at this column, we talked about the perfect draft on Tuesday, and we're going to look a little bit here on how close we've come to the perfect draft. Let's start with our... And just 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 before we do that, Sean, I just want to mention, like, sometimes, like, the listeners mightn't be involved in a contest like the FPC uh, contest or the, the main event at the FFPC as well, like those numbers that you're reading off like the main event has three thousand entries 
the contest that we're talking about for ourselves and the, the Chase and OT team, there, there's 10,800 entries. So it might seem like, oh, the guys are in 40th place. Um, that, that's not that impressive. But when you take that out of uh, you know nearly 11,000 entries, it, it's pretty pretty good. And to be just 40 points off top spot with a chance at 500,000, I think, uh, you know, however it plays out this weekend, I think it's uh, been a lot of fun. And that, as I mentioned on, on Tuesday's show, I mentioned Cortland Sutton. It was a, a Cortland Sutton drafted team as well that, 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 that made the run here. So looking looking forward to, to talking through it and to see how we go. But as always, you can get, uh, Sean mentioned Christmas gifts. The, the best Christmas gift is those fantasy championships. So you can get yourself a, a lovely Christmas gift as well. And that is a Rotoviz NFL subscription. You can save yourself 10%. That's our present from us to you um, by using the code 2020RV Radio at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for further information. If you're thinking about it all season long, and you haven't taken the leap yet i think now is the perfect time because you'll get all that off-season content all the draft content and get ready uh, for the 2021 season get your teams in prime position for those fantasy championships whether it's dynasty redraft or wh- whatever you're playing even if you're trying to get into some dfs for the last couple of weeks of the season or into the playoffs plenty of uh, content there to keep you going as well so sean as we get into the show and we look at the the teams of how we're how we're going to finish off those perfect drafts um wh- which of the do you want to jump into the chase and ot draft or, or do you want to look at one of the the drafts with yourself and blair or yourself and curtis uh first yeah well let's let's actually take it home with with ot here so let's start uh, at the top with the team that curtis and i drafted in a little bit more conventional fashion we started alvin Kamara, deandre hopkins jonathan taylor and that's the perfect draft right from a top four slot through three rounds so uh, we hit the guys we wanted we loved those particular players we thought that hopkins might even be a top five player in 2020 he hasn't been that good but he's almost back up to the level that made him the overall wide receiver one in 2017 and 2018 you get him to go with alvin Kamara, and you think you're off to the right start then jonathan taylor right a player who scored a 100 in the running back prospect lab that means that he is at the very top of all prospects within the player pool that the tool is evaluating he had that big game to start in week one then was pretty disappointing right up until we got uh, to the edge of the fantasy playoffs but as we talked about on tuesday only henry and david montgomery have scored more points over the last five weeks which means that taylor is really putting you in position to win titles in round four, we made a little bit of a deviation from ADP. This was a draft that happened after that first Thursday night game where Will Fuller showed that he was going to be the alpha a potential star in Houston. He had the high volume game there. We took him in the fourth round. He paid that off easily until he was suspended. And so we're going to still give him some praise for getting us where we needed to be. Again, you can only win the big prizes if you're actually in the tournament. Round five, probably the big mistake where we took DJ Chark and that simply hasn't panned out, right? The Jaguars have not been what we hope. The quarterback situation has been almost worse than worst case scenario. Now, worst case scenario, you know, by definition, you're not going to go below that. But I wasn't expecting the Jaguars to really have this type of season not just not expecting them to have it, obviously, but it didn't seem that realistic to put it in sort of their main scenarios. It clearly was the main scenario. They are this bad. They're going to have to do some very serious rebuilding in the offseason. 
But coming back in round six, the perfect draft with Stephon Diggs, how he was allowed to fall not only into the sixth, but the tail end of the sixth on some of these drafts really illustrates the skepticism of Diggs in particular, and then wide receivers in general. Round seven, J.K. Dobbins, not someone we were able to play until recently. Round eight, Noah Fant. (sighs) Column, 37th place, Noah Fant's backups in week 14 put up big numbers. He was out with suspected food poisoning. Uh, If we have the week that we're hoping for in week 16, we're going to probably look back on that and feel like, well, you know, if we score 250 and win, then we're just going to be celebrating. But if we get closer to what might have been if simply the food had been better for Fant, round nine, Tariq Cohen, round 10, Rob Gronkowski, round 11, Tony Pollard. We mentioned Pollard because he was kind of the one strange exception in the perfect draft exercise where Pollard has really only had that one a very playable game. But because round 11 was so bad, it was one of the worst rounds that you're going to ever see. Having that one game from Pollard, if you managed to hold on all the way through, was the thing that, that may have carried you and put you in position. And so this team, week 15, scored 202 points. That was despite the somewhat disappointing performance from Aaron Rodgers, who's had a lot of big games, but he did not uh, really run the score there against the Carolina Panthers. But when you get the 25 from Fant, the 31 from Pollard, almost 60 combined from Hopkins and Diggs, the very solid games from Kamara and Jonathan Taylor, that puts you in position. Looking at this draft and comparing it to our perfect drafts, are there some things that you would have liked to have seen us do other than this DJ Chark pick? I, I was right on board with the Chark pick. You know, I have Chark in a lot of my dynasty leagues, and unfortunately that hasn't played out for me in a number of weeks this season where I've slotted him in. But as you mentioned, Jacksonville, probably worse than what we could have imagined as the worst case scenario. Uh, if we look through it, like, you know, in terms of where the, the draft pick went, uh, the next pick after that was Keenan Allen. I think if you have Keenan Allen instead of DJ Chark, you're you know putting up a lot more points there. Um, you know, but if you look at the rest of that round outside of Antonio Gibson, which I don't think uh, you would have been drafting based on having Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor in those first three rounds, um, I think that it was the, the the right pick at the right time. I think Chark in this offseason i believe there was more upside there than there was with keenan allen um, so i think that's the the player that um possibly would have boosted this team up instead of instead of chark and um, looking down through it though it's pretty pretty good the rest of the way in terms of how it was drafted like terry cohen i know he was somebody we both talked about in the the offseason unfortunately his early season injury uh done you know done the end of that like you know if you're looking at that team and maybe you slot in uh chase Edmonds, who went in that round you know we could have boosted things up but again that was another round the thing that we you'll see is those rounds kind of between eight and 11 there's a lot of players in there who either ended up injured or did not perform so i think uh, you know that was a smart pick at that particular time um then gronk was the the next tight end you took off the board um still in a round like if you i'm trying to look at the rounds now back in hindsight seeing the draft board as you've put in the article and you know there, there's not a huge amount of changes that i would make and pollard as well seemed like a really smart uh you know handcuff to have uh on zeke elliott in case there was an injury there because we know the upside that is there and we've seen that this past week and 
you know, if you're if you're reading the pieces on the the Road of His website, you'll know that we're we're big fans of Tony Pollard. So, all things considered, Sean, um, there's not a huge amount of what a what a change there. I'd say of Chark possibly switching to to Keenan Allen. And one of the things that I would mention here is that we talk a lot about zero running back on the show and on the site we talk a lot about single elite running back but we also mentioned that we don't want to push you off of your very favorite picks if they fall to you in a range that you consider to be an extraordinary buy right in this particular draft we took two running backs in the first three rounds that's not the approach that i would normally want to take but camara a no-brainer up top and then jonathan taylor with that prospect profile we get a little bit lucky because his teammate goes off the board there in the first round that committee would be even a little bit more crowded we've seen that they have been very willing to give jordan wilkins some touches so you know perhaps the luck factors in in a very positive way there at the same time we want to make sure that we're taking these extremely high upside plays i think that a play like taylor really distinguishes itself from james connor david johnson todd Gurley, some of the backs going in the same range who simply don't have the star qualities at this point in their careers to give you that upside to really be a tournament breaking kind of player if you have that there be willing to make the picks and then look to take those wide receivers you need the rest of the way again we were very fortunate here that Diggs was able to fall so low now colin one of the things that we're excited about here is like what will we need in order to win the big money i was going through the list of teams ahead of us and alvin Kamara, i believe only owned on four maybe five teams ahead of us he actually has when you pull up the strength of schedule tool the third best matchup this week as he's getting ready to go against minnesota drew Brees also being back increases the potential for those dump off passes now the chiefs were all over camara this last week and trying to even double team him at times coming out of the backfield limiting those dump offs limiting his receiving touches he put up a solid score anyway but this week it looks to me like he could have that 30 35 maybe 40 point performance it's not going to add up to the full week 14 through 16 numbers that we've seen from some of the playoff heroes in the past but he could turn from like a mini goat to a playoff favorite if he has the big week this week there are a couple of things sort of mixed in here aaron Rodgers, despite his fantastic season he's not on many of the teams ahead of us simply because josh allen and kyler murray have scored so many points teams that those quarterbacks are really sprinkled in at the top he could be a difference maker for us and then at the tight end position fant no one ahead of us has fant if he could put up another 25 points maybe even do 30 here that would be the difference maker for us anybody who's going into this final week without travis kelsey or without darren waller the thing that you need to have happen is very clear which is for those guys to not score massive points right so that's something that we're going to look at with our chasing ot team but I think that the path to success is going to run through those three players this weekend. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be at their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total views than any other job site according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the right person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you 
you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing as we get ready for the playoff picture to come into full focus. You might not be at any games this year, but you can certainly still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to win than anywhere else, and you can still get in on their great bonuses for opening your account. You can do that right now today by using the code bluewire at betonline.ag that is the code bluewire all one word head on over to betonline today and take advantage of those great sign up bonuses betonline your online sportsbook experts and sean just before we move on to the next thing i just want to mention uh, you know you mentioned earlier about zero rb and also not overlooking players that you think are a value at that spot and if we look back uh, to that lineup this week you know you had four running backs in your lineup so you had two flex spots jk dobbins and tony pollard you had alvin kamara in the running back spot and jonathan taylor so you know i think there's a, it goes back to the the misunderstanding of the the strategy and um but in this case obviously having two of those guys in the first three rounds but sean siegel starting four running backs and his uh big big important matchup shows that you need to be flexible too when the draft falls to you in those right ways uh the other draft is obviously with you and blair and talk now about zero running back Uh, this is when you get really get really into it uh with uh, an 11th round as the first round pick between yourself and blair so uh, this is the true definition of zero running back but this team uh, starting off with Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson. Uh, like, you know, just a, a who's who of wide receivers you want to own this season. You mentioned about Ridley on the show earlier this week. We've talked at length about AJ Brown, at length about Hopkins. We never stopped talking about Stephon Diggs. And unfortunately, Will Fuller missing a couple of games through suspension, but, uh, you know, was, was on his way to a, a phenomenal season. So this team, Sean, as we look into it, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson this season has probably been the best quarterback on the worst team i think would be the way i would describe it like in terms of what he's doing on a weekly basis he, he looked perplexed at times this past week with what the rest of the team were doing even kiki Cootie's uh fumble although it was a, a good defensive play deshaun watson just looked like he just felt like it was groundhog day yet again for him and the, the houston texans but 29 points for him this week has been extremely consistent we talked about jd mckissick a couple of weeks ago um you know he he's putting up those uh you know solid receiving numbers getting those uh, nine receptions this past week 25 points for him Hines hasn't been getting as much work but that's on the back of jonathan taylor uh, really rolling at the moment but you know the likes of hopkins stefan diggs calvin ridley just pushing this team through um so thoughts on thoughts on how things are shaking out for the, the final week here with the the team with blair who has done pretty well uh, all things considered with that 11th round running back selection it has it has and it's been fun to sort of track this as we talk about a lot this team has 
had some big weeks. We started out in week one with 190, but then you move through and you've got to continually try and grind to find those running backs that you can slide in there. And at the same time, the wide receivers are carrying you and giving you such a great floor, allowing you to overcome some mistakes. So Julio Jones, the number one pick, not doing what we'd hope. And when he's on the field, he's been fine, but missing those games. And yet DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, all on the perfect draft, right? TJ Hawkinson, also a guy on the perfect draft. He was the one who really let us down in this past week with the four-point game. Our second tight end is Noah Fant. He had the huge game. If we somehow had the foresight to make that switch, we would be in much better shape. But Hawkinson has been the higher scorer. He's been the number three tight end on the season. You need to have those top tight ends, right? The best ball workshop every year, the tools from Mike Beers, it shows you must have the early tight end. You must have the early tight end. You must have the early tight end. Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, they're just annihilating the competition with the numbers they're putting up. If you miss, if you're simply not in a position, and the biggest disappointment that we had here, we drew the number 12 pick. Uh, Even if you're a zero RB fanatic, this may not be the best pick because in this kind of situation, you'd like to start tight end wide receiver, right? Or at the very least, you'd like to have Devontae Adams. We were pretty devastated when we got to our pick because George Kittle, who we thought had a chance to fall, did not. Devontae Adams picked one slot ahead of us if you can't get either travis kelsey or george kittle in your draft and you're outside the group of those top running backs again our idea here is to not chase points and to not let the star wide receivers fall right we want to vacuum those guys off the board so that no one else in our league has them we're the only players you know who can play a ridley who can play a hopkins who can play a Diggs, and will fuller a big part of getting us to where we were there deshaun watson uh, we have to really tip the cap to him and what he has done you mentioned his performance this season in a very difficult situation put up 29 points this week you know 373 passing yards a couple of passing touchdowns he adds in a few more rushing points if Kuti doesn't fumble there at the one one and a half then perhaps they punch the ball in you know hopefully those points go to Watson and hopefully in overtime he scores some more but that's the way the game breaks there He's someone where if you can acquire him in a super flex dynasty, I think you should pay almost whatever the price is because we have these big names. You have Mahomes, Jackson, Murray. We're having Josh Allen rise into that group. Deshaun Watson is a true superstar. He's going to have some seasons over the next five years where he is the QB one, right? So pay what you need to get to get him. This team currently ranked 30th put up 190 and 185 over the last two weeks when you have hopkins brown Diggs, and ridley all in the same lineup then you can put up some points and we're just hoping that we play the right tight end this week and that maybe jd mckissick who has really bailed us out scored almost 26 in this one if he could put up one more big game and get us to the promised land but now colin we come up to the team that we really want to talk about for rotoviz ot this is the chasing OT team, 43 third place, 42 points back. In terms of what might have been, and you know, no one wants to hear people complaining when they're having this miracle season at the same time. It's just human nature. And we look at this and we say, Ronald Jones, he was kind of a fun pick when we were on the clock. We were all joking about this. He's the main guy for Patrick Crane. I'm not sure any fantasy owner has ever liked someone as much as Pat likes Ronald Jones. <laughs> 
he had almost 100% ownership. Pete was thinking, okay, well, we've finally gotten into this draft where we don't have to take Ronald Jones, and then you grab him off the board for us. I was saying that Jones would have made the perfect draft if he could have just gotten one more game in. If he had had the points that Leonard Fournette has, and again, that's something that's a complete uh, what-if as well because a different runner is going to have a completely different profile in the game. The game is going to go differently. But if Ronald Jones could have scored Leonard Fournette's points, we would be just so close now. Colin, take us through this team. How close were we to the perfect draft, and what do we need to have happen on Sunday? Yeah, when we look at it, Sean, like I, you, we talked uh, about uh, earlier in the week about uh, the Gore versus uh, Rashad Penny decision. What was more painful was seeing uh, seeing each time Fournette got into the end zone and thinking, oh, if Ronald Jones just hadn't broken his finger. Uh, obviously, he ended up on the COVID list as well, but you know it was just looking so positive. So uh, I'm just looking through it. The big decision this week is going to be what we do in that second running back spot. Um, we'll see as the week goes on what the the decision is before kickoff but i think we're probably rolling with the guys that we've rolled with uh, on a consistent basis you know we're going to have to go with aj brown Ayuk, dj moore and stefan diggs and i think mark andrews has to be there as well and uh, we've been pretty solid at the the kicker position and uh, we've been getting our points you know week by week at the the defensive position so i think like if you could get some additional points maybe a defensive touchdown or something that would really boost you but it is a shame that we didn't have those points like if we had those points as we mentioned earlier in the week from from gore um you know we would be in a, a really really hot place you know we'd have you know 12 more points and we'd be you know 30 points off top spot but the thing is like again i think it was the right decision to go with penny and i think we'll we'll see what we decide uh, that's a teaser for the listener for next week's show when we're celebrating our big one which uh which run back we went with uh at that point but i think what we you, you need that 40 point or a very high 30 point game i think from kyler murray you would like to see him like last week he did what he did obviously 406 uh passing yards and three passing touchdowns but had uh 29 rushing yards on the day like if we could get a rushing touchdown from him and you know 60 yards maybe maybe 80 yards could really push you towards that 40 point or above i think we want to see dalvin cook really push forward maybe get those two touchdowns and maybe get a really high day in reception so i think you know they're the guys that i think can really really push us ahead but the likes of aj brown you know you mentioned him as the the best after the catch runner in the nfl I think having him there can push us forward. Uh, Diggs just continues to impress. And I think Mark Andrews, Sean, is probably the one that I think the difference could really be made. We've we've hit him a, a number of times on today's show and on Tuesday's show about the importance of tight end in this format. You've you've written here that you believe that only four teams ahead of us have Cook, which obviously a big week for Cook would really help us. But DJ Moore and Mark Andrews are on basically 0% of the teams ahead of us. So if those guys happen to go off, could really uh you know push us ahead so i i think you know basically what we want is 40 point games from every single player on the roster we know that's not going to happen this week um but what we want to see is um uh, you know andrews go off for a big game if we could get a, a big game from from dj moore and uh i think dennis we're going to kind of we're going to ride and die with with marty and cook to see how much they can push us ahead as well so pretty much uh what they've been doing all season we need them to do it one more time with you know maybe 30 percent extra points on top of that but if we we have we have been really consistently hitting those kind of high 180s uh in terms of points per week so i don't think that's out of the question but it's if we can have that mega week where it goes to you know 220 230 points and that's a big ask at any time but you know let's see what happens 
Exactly right. And almost everyone has digs. That's not going to separate us, although we do want him to, to score another big game and keep any of those straggling, uh, sad, non-digs teams from being able to, to overcome it. <laughs> Ayuk, someone else who is heavily owned by these teams up toward the top, 22 more points for him last week. The guys who really could make the difference for us, like you said, Dalvin Cook doesn't have a great matchup this weekend, but when you look at his his running style his running ability if there's a guy who can overcome it i would expect it to be him his slashing ability and no one hits the hole like dalvin cook and stretches those three four yard gains into 20 yard gains over and over and over hopefully they will trail the saints hopefully they will dump the ball off to him in some areas where he can take it you know 30 40 yards you have a little bit of a mixed bag there because you don't want him to be completely game scripted out as a runner but a shootout with the saints would be exactly what the doctor ordered you mentioned murray as well he's someone who it's a real murray versus josh allen battle at the top if murray could put up another 40 point game and eliminate those josh allen teams uh, that would at least cut the number of people we have to deal with kyler murray someone who can put up 40 points and still leave you really wanting more he had christian kirk open in the end zone and this one had his arm hit a little bit and threw the interception instead and if the cardinals would just go after it instead of playing to barely win games uh you know <laughs> His fantasy profile is so unreal, so absurd that a 50-point game is not out of the question. You watch what he does, you watch what DeAndre Hopkins does, and you're thinking, just attack, right? Just attack. They had this situation in the game on Sunday where it was mostly pass-heavy, right? I mean, he didn't throw for 406 yards because they're just running the ball and trying to run the clock out. But in their one-minute drive, when they got the ball back at the end of the first half, they were handing it off. It's like, I don't know how you expect to score and get in field goal range with handoffs with one minute to go. And looking at this game, if Dallas Goddard catches that pass at the end, uh, ties the game up, then maybe that field goal would have been the one that made a difference. The Cardinals really still at a position where if they could improve their game management, uh, they would be a Super Bowl contender. And yet they're not quite there yet. Maybe week 16 will be that week. But Colin, it's going to come down to, for us, it's going to come down to DJ Moore and Mark Andrews. Andrews, I think, owned on one of the teams ahead of us. There's a possibility that a couple other teams have him slid into the flex, and I missed that. But I think that he's just on the one roster. So Mark Andrews, finally looking a little bit better last week. Five catches, 66 yards, a touchdown. Week 16 needs to be peak 2019, where Mark Andrews is the guy. The Ravens are putting up big points. But we're holding lamar jackson down outside of of mark andrews we want to see him with a 12 target game a two touchdown game and then i think we have a real shot what do you think is, is he someone who you're feeling this week is, is going to be the savior well well i think the ravens have really looked like there's something has kind of fallen into place for them based on how they were playing maybe four or five weeks ago versus how they're playing at the moment there's a little bit more energy to them and i just think if we could get andrews to i think we're going to need two touchdowns from him and i think we're going to need you know six to eight receptions you mentioned 12 targets so that would make it possible so i i think we're like we need 30 plus from andrews to really push us into a chance and if we can get above 40 from him i think we're really in business then so i think that there's a chance for that i think the thing with him is he always seems to do it on on pretty low receptions like 66 for five and a touchdown and it was only a three-yard touchdown. But the, the concern with Andrews is sometimes when they're in in those heavy packages near the goal line, like the Russian touchdown, 
this week for Jackson. They, you know, he he can be on the sideline, so uh, the snap share can be can be something that can go against him. But I I think Andrews has looked pretty good at stages this season, and I think this offense is starting to heat up towards the playoffs. And you know, it's it's a must win. Anytime there's a game that the team just has to win, I think that's going to help us as well. So I, I'm pretty confident in Andrews this week. Um, really hoping that he uh, can put up some of those those big numbers for us. And as always, we're rooting just as much for all of our listeners as we're rooting from our for our own teams. We appreciate that you have been on board with us with throughout the 2020 season. It's been a blast to share this time with you. Uh, sort of our final takeaways from this two part series, where we're looking at the perfect draft and we're looking at how close our teams got what we would need, is that it's important to be lucky. We're very grateful for the luck that we've gotten. You need your best players to mostly stay healthy. You need their biggest performances to mostly come during the weeks that matter most. They've got to get you in the, there in the first place, of course. But you need to put yourself in position to benefit from that luck. It's crucial to select teams with the structural potential to have numerous players in any perfect draft postmortem, right? So when you're looking back at the end of 2021, you want to have players that you've drafted who were on your team who you legitimately think could be part of the perfect draft. You know, don't take the Todd Gurley's, you know, don't take the running backs who merely have some early season volume. You want to take the guys who can be stars. You want to win the race to fill the flex, right? If you have any questions about who's going to score the most points relative to ADP, pull up Blair's win the flex tool. It'll help you see what the likely outcomes are at different points in your draft that can have a big impact on how you structure your draft as we said if you have a jonathan taylor in there you want to take a running back in the running back dead zone you feel like that guy is the clear league winner then do it right don't get pushed off of your favorite pick by anything that we say anything that anybody says but don't back into any running backs in that range don't feel like your team doesn't have enough running back volume and that you have to make a pick that you're not comfortable with that feels like a safe pick that feels like a boring pick don't ever get to the end of your draft and feel like oh if i would only done this right you don't want to ever be in the position of hating your drafts one of the things that i like best about rotaviz our shows our tools our content is that it helps you put together drafts that are not only dominant but they're fun right rotaviz listeners don't come out of their drafts and be like oh, i wish i had done something differently or i hate my team I hate my team is not something that you hear from from our users. And I think that's one of the best things about what we do because fantasy should be fun, right? We want to put ourselves in a position where we can win. We want to put ourselves in a position where the players we're rooting for on Sunday, we really like and have this enthusiasm for. So don't get pushed off of your favorite guys and make sure you put together these teams that have the overall upside potential to win you a championship. And I, I think that's uh, that's pure gold there for any of the listeners listening and uh, from Sean saying that it's just uh, so so much more articulate than I think I could ever report that. But uh, fantastic stuff, Sean. Um, as we get close to the end of the show, we we look for some suggestions over the past week for some of the favorite uh, side dishes of. Uh, you know coming into the holiday season from our listeners i got some interesting suggestions in as well and uh, i was asked if uh, champagne qualified as a favorite side dish there was quite a few uh twitter direct messages talking about alcohol for side dishes so i think there was a theme there across the the listenership looking forward to having uh the merry part of the merry christmas uh this coming holiday season um some of the other ones of course and we joked about this on the the two shows this week is those fantasy championships they always are a nice uh, side dish if you can get them between christmas and the new year so hopefully our listeners get some of those 
uh, over the next week or so. Uh, Sean, uh, I'm going to go first here and mine is a tradition uh, from my wife's side of the family, something I wasn't really aware of until uh, we started uh, dating. We've been, well, we're married now uh, three, four years and uh, we were going out for 10 years before that. So quite a long time in this tradition now at this point. But um stuffing to go with uh, christmas dinner or to go with different meals is a, a tradition usually in ireland it's done with breadcrumbs i'm not quite sure stateside which way it's usually done but uh, their tradition is to do it with uh, pork meat which is basically uh, sausage filling and then they wrap it in bacon it's probably more like a, a meatloaf rather than a, a stuffing but it's it's what goes down uh, in our in our family house over some of the some of the traditional dinners um i don't know it's definitely not healthy but uh, the one thing i do know is it's delicious so i'm looking forward to uh talking into some of that probably more of it than i should eat in a, a single probably week or month uh, over the course of an hour or two along with dinner this coming coming th- or friday but uh should, should be uh should should be some extra exercise i think done in january to work it back off but uh looking forward to that sean have you uh have you a, a favorite side dish that you want to share with the listeners well, I do, but first I wanted to ask. So you're you're saying that you have that you have Christmas turkey, and inside the turkey you have it stuffed with sausage. Basically, yeah. So traditionally, it would have been inside the uh, inside the board itself and cooked in the oven. Obviously, that comes into you know it makes it a little bit more tricky with temperatures and uh, making sure everything's cooked to the right temperature so what we do usually and it's easier then to serve as well as um, cook it like in a kind of a bacon tin or a you know a, a tin if you were making a loaf of bread and then it's wrapped in bacon to keep it shape and that cooking tin so you get like crispy bacon on the outside and then you get the kind of juicy uh, meat on the inside and it's usually uh, you can put whatever you want in it, but it's usually like kind of grated uh, cabbage that, or not cabbage, sorry, grated carrot that might be in it, kind of things like that as well to add a little bit of seasoning. Um, but it's uh, something I really enjoy traditionally, though, Sean. Yeah, it would have been inside it, but just I don't know if it's laziness over the years that we've adapted to our <laughs> convenience, but it's easier than uh, to to take it out of the kind of the tray and serve it than it is to to take it out of inside the turkey. Well, I think that's smart. I, I, Noah Fant would tell you, you don't want to eat tainted food. It could cost yeah. you time. <laughs> that sounds absolutely fantastic, right? I, you know, turkey with more meat inside, the, the absolute perfect Christmas meal. I love all of the sides that go with the Christmas meal. I was lucky enough to, I mean, we all have the perfect parents, right? I, I certainly do. My mom grew up on a farm as an extraordinary cook. The Christmas meal, I think, is one that it seems fairly straightforward, but if a top cook is doing it, then it comes out with all of these things perfect, whereas if not, then it's really easy to, to end up with a meal that maybe, you know, is not the highlight of the year, but <laughs> the, the potatoes, the gravy, you know, the I, I don't. I think that most of us like, or at least you know, I love the the cranberries. It's it's a meal that has the this perfect mix of colors, this perfect mix of flavors, and then really just fits the holiday vibe. I'm going to throw one out there that isn't exactly a holiday side, but the tradition that we have. Uh, my grandmother back, you know, when I was young, had these amazing cinnamon rolls that she would make. They were essentially a a bisquick base, and. I, that's sort of my preference. The cinnamon rolls that are that are out of sort of the, the normal bread are too light, too fluffy. They're not 
uh, dense enough for me. They're not sugary enough for me. We've talked on the show before about my love for various <laughs> desserts and, and it's hard to get something that is too intense. So, you know, you, you make the, the biscuit dough, you roll it out, you completely slather it with butter. You cover that with cinnamon and sugar. Then you pour on the raisins, you pour on uh, the chopped apples in order to give it that, uh, that, I mean, it's going to be healthy, right? I mean, just because it has all that butter <laughs> and sugar. I mean, if you put the, the apple fire day, yeah, it's a health food. So, you know, then you, you roll that up, you slice it out into the rolls, put that in the oven for a while, try, try not to burn it up. And I, I love them undercooked. If you have that, that gooey, sugary, uh, fruity roll there the next day, I love them cold. It, it's been one of our Christmas traditions. And so I, I hope that in addition to the alcohol, I hope that, that you all have some great side dishes like that. And dessert is probably my favorite. So that's the one I had to throw in, you know, even though we start off the day with it. I mean, what's better than starting off Christmas with a, a little tasty treat there? Yeah, that's the one thing. If there's ever a time of year that it's appropriate to pretty much eat what you want and do do what you want, it's uh, it's around the holiday season. Sean, I just have a quick question. Do you, I, I assume there's an icing or a glaze or something that has to be smothered over these cinnamon rolls. Yeah, that adds with the with the freshness and the moistness as well. You get that powdered sugar out, uh, pour in the... It, it's nice to have things like this that are very simple, right? You, you do powdered sugar and some milk. You've got a great frosting there, a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of almond extract. You're all set. Completely slather it over the cinnamon roll so you basically can't see them anymore. Finish out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think you mentioned there the... The almond extract and vanilla, they're, they're two, the almond one in particular, something that only maybe in the last two or three years has become a staple in any cooking uh, of desserts in our house. It was something that, you know, we, we didn't really buy in, didn't really think, but you need to have that in your in your pantry. You need to be able to, to add that to those recipes because it just like makes it so, so much better. Just speaking, I'll give a shout out to my wife when we're talking about desserts. This uh, past Sunday, was uh, she she decided she was going to make a pecan pie, uh, something never made in our house before. Um, I was watching uh, the NFL this Sunday, got to tuck into a slice of pecan pie, and I have to say uh, it was absolutely delicious. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing how that recipe evolves over the years because uh, we've started off from a really – really kind of high a high floor mark and it's just going to get better from here so really really enjoyed that this past weekend but what i want to say i, I hope our listeners all have a safe and a happy christmas uh, whatever way it's spent this year i know it's been a challenging year for a lot of people our wish as we mentioned is for for you to win those fantasy championships and we hope to take home some high stakes titles this weekend we'll be talking about uh, how they shake out and how things happen uh, on next week's podcast so do tune in for them uh, maybe the high stakes wish won't come true for us and we won't take home those five hundred thousand dollar prizes who knows but uh, a dream that you can make come true or a wish you can make come true is to leave us a, a five-star review on your favorite podcast app it does help us a lot here so if you can if you have a few moments over over the next couple of days drop us a, a written interview we would appreciate that greatly hopefully you've enjoyed today's show thanks for uh, sticking with us throughout the entire year it's been a lot of fun for me and sean doing these podcasts uh, twice a week over the entire season we hope it now leads to some fantasy titles and of course we'll be here uh, over the next couple of weeks throughout the playoffs as well so uh, fun times ahead so until we're back uh, next week with another show i hope you have a, a very good rest of your week my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over tomorrow and my co-host as always is sean siegel check out sean's great work including the piece we talked about on today's show and tuesday's show uh, on rotaviz.com and until we're back with another one have a good one 
Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. 